We're recording a podcast again. Welcome to LIW, The Stand Review, Episode 7 for The Stand 2020. I wrote 2002 in my notes, I wish. Uh, Part 3, Blank Page. I'm Phoenix West. Dick Dick It. M-O-O-N, that spells Phoenix West and Dick Dick It. Uh, Well, okay. M-O-O-N, that spells Blank Page. We'll get into that, too. (laughs) Wouldn't it be funny? I had this thought when when I started my notes here earlier today. Wouldn't it be funny if they spelled every single episode was the title was M O O N, and they're like, no, no, that one spells blank, blank page. <laughs> like, they they never acknowledged yeah. it though. They all said just moon, moon. That shit would be M-O-O-N. hilarious. Yeah. All right, you just, want uh, you want to go off on some sort of tangent? Go right ahead. No, no, no. Well, okay. So this one opens. Did you know right away it was going to be Nadine? Because I did. Yeah. Right away. And I guess in the book, it's she's in college, not a kid, when this happens. This the beginning pissed me right the fuck off. Yes, it did me too. For, well, that sounds sexual. Uh, it, it did me too, Nadine. Why did it piss you off? We'll start with you. Well, okay, so. Oh, well, let me, let's say what the scene is. Let's okay. say what it is, yeah. There's a, they're playing uh, with a planchette. Which is like a Ouija board, but there's What's no the board. What's the It's It's the same little eye thing, except you stick a pen in there, a pencil. And you all do the same thing, and it writes. Um, and that's the backstory. So wh- why did it piss you off? Well, it's just, for, for, it was just like, oh, so she's been fucked her whole life. And it's like when you when you don't like a movie where or a character, or they're just stuck in a situation they're never going to win, so who cares? That's kind of where I'm at with Nadine. It's like, I don't care. She's been fucked for life. She's been with this yes. forever. And at least in the book, she, it's only been the last few years. Whereas in the this show, she's like it's her whole life. She's like a 12 to 14 year yeah. old. Somewhere in there. It's, it's gross. It's it starts like, off with like a... Uh, what do I want to call it? Like a foster home. Not a foster home, but like a... It, it's a, yeah, it's an orphanage. Troubled, troubled teen yeah. room, or and something. it's all these kids that have been there a while. And she's the new girl, and they introduce all the her. ethnic girls. The are second there, she's she, the whitey. second they pan over to the to the white white girl with the blonde hair, yeah. I go Nadine. Nadine, fuck. Okay, here we go. Hey, new girl. Yeah, come here, new girl, because they don't say her name. Yeah, she walks in, it's, and I'm like, until the reveal, it's Nadine. And they start doing the thing, like, all you have to say is welcome. You can talk, and then it starts yeah. doing it, and then I was like, it's gonna write Nadine. Yeah, and she's like, "What?" I'm like, "It's kind of right, eighteen. This is stupid." And I was like, "Flag claimed her at age like 12? Because yeah. how did he know she'd be a virgin by the time she got to yeah, twenty seven or thirty two, whatever fuck old Amber Heard is now?" Well, and then also, I guess in my research, I, I was reading about what Stephen King said about Flag and what he is—the dark man. K- well, he, he's basically what King said was he's Legion. So he's many different types of demons, but he doesn't even know who he is. Because in the book, I guess Flag has flashbacks to Vietnam, the, the KKK, uh, being a cop somewhere. Like he's just an evil person from different eras. Oh, it's like Watchmen. Pretty much. Yeah, he's the comedian. <laughs> yeah. He just shows up wherever you need him and he'll shoot an Asian yeah. girl in the face for having a baby. <laughs> For having your baby. <laughs> yeah. Comedia! Comedia! It's yours! No you take care! <laughs> if you could have done something about it, you would have stopped me, Manhattan. Yeah. You could have you just turned that bullet into liquid. Whatever it says. I don't know why Jeffrey Dean Morgan sounds like Jimmy Carter, but... <laughs> hey, how you doing? Yeah. It, Billy it, Carter. 
Yeah, that opening scene immediately put me off. And then I was they, like, oh, no. Maybe that's why I like this episode more, because they started me off going, oh, fuck you, and then it got slowly better because it wasn't pissing me off as much. Well, that's why I started doing my research, because when Nadine shows up with Joe in this episode, I was like, is that... Was he there? Like that can't. Oh, I hate how he did this. And it's like, oh, it's in the books from the book. Yeah, that so was that's in, why. That was in the last episode where she's a Joe. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. I forgot. We just like, talked about it for an hour. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I, know. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, and then he got the knife. Ah, yeah, ah. yeah. So I guess in the book, Joe tries to kill Larry like five times. Oh, nice. And, and like they're traveling, they're fighting, and he doesn't even know they're following him at first, and because Joe wants to kill him, I guess. And that's never explained, really, because Joe's just a feral kid. Or f- feral, if you ask the 94 feral. version. He's fe- feral. He was borderline feral. Like, uh, who are you, Nadine Standin, from the original? Yeah. I, I forget her name. But yeah, it's... No, uh, oh. Okay. Speaking of the women in the show. Okay. I don't know if they're going to go this, this route. Lesbian sex, the, no. Well, no. In the expanded okay. book, the expanded version of the novel... The spy that dies in fl- with Flag, the one that kills herself, she has more of a backstory in the oh, book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dana, so Dana. Stu, Stu and his group saves a harem of women. Okay. He, they save, they, they bust up a sex trafficking place on their way to, to Colorado. Okay. And in the book, so a lot of the characters that are in the story are from this harem, and they're all sexually abused, used and destroyed women. And I was like, well, that's typical Stephen King victim right there. They're, he always does that. He's always got to have a, a female victim every time, and they're always it's always the same thing. They're always sexually assaulted. It's always this or that. Every King story has a female victim. Yeah, There's never... Never a female victim that pulls herself up and and say well this one kind of does it. She does. Dana she does. does. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I guess the um. So what you're saying the, is, if I understand, Dana was in the sex traffic thing. That's why she gets volunteered to go out to fuck Lloyd. Well, yeah, because she she volunteers. Yeah, because she's like trained, <laughs> or she's got like she can seduce Lloyd basically. Groomed, she, if you will. She can screw anything. She don't care. So that's why she goes, and I think okay. she's a lesbian too. She's bisexual. She that's did what seem a little lesbian, lesbianish. It, it, it was yes, yeah, she was bi in the in the book, I guess, but they don't really talk about okay. it. And then I guess the other character, the wife of Mark, in the show, was the, from the harem too. The director's wife in the in the original. yes yes yeah. yes yes. She's from the harem too, okay. and Tom never existed. That character was never in the book. Her husband never died. She never had a husband. She was brutally okay. raped and assaulted many, 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 many months during the Captain Drips thing. Thank you, Stephen King. Thanks, King. That is a Delivery little more. That's even more Walking Dead. That's crazy. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so this one starts so, off, the episode does, with Larry and Stu. They're walking down the road with some like, hunting rifles. Some yellow sports car drives by. And then, I thought it was Glenn from The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the, oh my God, they're really trying the, here. The driver pours out of the car, like, oh! And they're like, oh shit. And they look at him and they realize he's been crucified. Like, he has holes through his yeah. wrists here. J- and James Marsden goes, she's been crucified the right way. <laughs> he says that later, yeah. yeah <laughs> through, the, through the wrist, not through the hands. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. They, they, take, him and they take him with them. And that's all we see of that for now. Uh, Nadine and Joe 
in the now timeline, they're they're in Boulder. And they visit a school, and because she, she, she's apparently is a school teacher. She is a teacher uh, in the book too. She is a, she is a uh, private school teacher. Joel is standoff. Joe is standoffish. Obviously, um, they meet this Teddy. Is... Teddy tries to fuck her immediately. Love it, Paul. The fake Paul Rudd. Yeah, fake Paul Rudd is, is obsessed with this. That's girl. the hottest woman on the planet. Literally, the planet. Yeah, and he goes. Everybody's normally. Dead. I wouldn't have a chance with her if I was the last man on earth, but now I almost am. So, got to get shot at her, you know. Yeah. So, fifty bucks. Do you think Harold's going to kill him? Probably. He's going to personally murder him. He's got to like, kill him first. That's how he starts off his wicked ways before he does the bombing. If we're going to go with twenty twenty logic, he's got to have yes. that stepping stone. Oh, no. and so in the book, though, he only blows up four people, not twenty. Yeah. So that makes more sense in the book. I guess in the show they had to just say we gotta get rid of twenty actors. Fuck it, they all blew up. Yeah, we do. Next thing we see is back then on the way here, on the way to Boulder, we see Larry. He meets Nadine. Joe tries to stab him, and he's like, holds him down. He's like, tell him to get rid of the fucking knife. Like, I'm not gonna let him go. Fuck this kid. I don't give a shit. All I give a shit about is cocaine. Does he still have his coke bag with him? Yeah, I think he used it all. I think he still has. He has a guitar now. Yeah. Did he have his guitar before? I don't remember that. No, I think he picked that up along the way. I think what you're, we're going to see, he's going to put the cocaine bag down and pick up a guitar case. I bet you that's going to be the big moment where he stops being... <laughs> he's he's going to stop being Larry of old and become the new old Larry being a musician again. But He's, he's going to save a cat. <laughs> and then... Oh, a guitar. That's all I need. My guitar? Yeah. But but he kills a man for it. That's, that's yeah. The, that's the second part of it. <laughs> and he decides to leave. He's like, well, I'm, I'm heading this way. If you want to go to Bolt, if you want to go with me, go right ahead. I'm following these. And they show on the ground, on the road, Harold and Harold and Nadine, or, sorry, Harold and Fran go into Boulder, yeah. follow it, blah, blah, blah. Who knows what the fuck it says. But that's all he's doing is following their, their markings on the road. So... And that's, I want to take a pause here in the story to acknowledge this fact, which is different than the 94 version. The 94 version is everyone on the good is having these dreams of Mother Abigail. They all know it, and they just follow it. In this version, Larry has, isn't really dreaming of her. He's just following these notes left by Harold. And that's it. I don't know which I like more. I'm just saying it's different. Well, then, let, but Mother Abigail knows Larry's coming, though. Yes, but she's not, he's not seeing the dreams all the time. Maybe it's because he's on cocaine, so maybe he'll start maybe. seeing her when he stops taking it. But he knows, who she, he knows who she is when he gets there. Maybe. Yeah, again, that's the problem when you take this, sh- this story out of order, where it doesn't work as well, because it's like you eliminated kind yeah. of important plot points that I kind of need to know these things. But they might show it, and you're like, I don't need that information now. Well, like, now it's too late, because yeah. she'll be dead. She, she's going to go on her, her, her fucking walkabout and disappear, and then come her, back and die. She does her vision so, journey, and then comes back and dies. Like, yeah, what are we that's gonna, it. I, yeah, the out-of-order thing is starting to catch up with itself. Well, that's the, I think that's the problem. It's starting to trip over its own leg. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, yeah. That's the When you're doing this long of a story, you shouldn't do that doesn't it feel like episodes like five through nine are going to be in sequential though but no based on the fact that there's nothing else they can they have to do in order at some point i don't know i don't know i i all the reviews that i read said that it's all out of order throughout the entire show so i don't know 
I don't know. Um, I don't know how you do that. It's, it's stupid. In the now timeline, which I hate that I have to say that every time, but it's necessary. We see Franny. She's getting a checkup. She's getting a thing with the baby. They're checking it out. And they're by, the at fe- it. by the male to female Sam. <laughs> yeah. And she's looking at the baby and she goes, is that my baby? She's like, no, it's your bladder. And she looks <laughs> around. She sees it. And she goes, there's my baby. And holds up a photo. And she goes, Jess, there's our baby. So oh. she's already pregnant. Yes. And the fact that my next note is Harold and Franny, they meet Stu. So it was months ago. They, they're they walking around. Harold goes to piss. Franny's sitting there by herself after he finally walks away from her because it appears like he's by her side every second of the day. She starts taking some prenatals and then hides them in her bag. So she's already pregnant. That's why yeah. I said I put a pin in that last episode. They acknowledge that. She's already pregnant. Because yeah, in the book, she is already pregnant with yeah. her ex-boyfriend's baby. And that's why they broke up. Who's a black man. Was he? Yeah, and the, the photo she shows in this episode, black dude. Really? Okay. Yeah. Then why would she go for James Marsters and not Larry? There's 6,000 people left in the world. Yeah, but Larry is way more attractive. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying, Larry. Um, Larry is way better. Larry, Larry shows up with some snatch. What are you going to... Larry's a man. Like James Marster's more of a of a model. He's more of like a, a, a you know. <laughs> Larry's a man. I did say this though <clears throat> in the first episode of the show. I was watching it with my girlfriend, and I turned to her and I'm like, "I'm amazed James Marsden wasn't like a one hit wonder from the early 2000s, and he's still he's fucking working. To, he's working. Yeah, he had he he was primed to be with one of those guys." But he's, he's talented enough, and he's in Westworld, yeah. one of my favorite shows, and yeah. he's in a ton of great shit. Because the first movie I saw him in was that Disturbing Behavior movie. Yeah. And that's a good movie. And you think and, after it's, uh, X-Men fucked him over, yeah. he'd be done. And it, no, he still stuck around. Even like failures like The Box, he still yeah. was like, all right, let's, what else we got? And it's kept moving. Yeah. And he, he just seems more handsome than and interested in acting because of how yeah. handsome he is. and. Yeah. Kudos to him. He's he's kept it going. He's, oh, I like him. I think he's a good, he's a good yeah. actor. I like him in everything he's in. He's he's good. He's, I like him. I like he's my favorite character so far, which is fucked. Yeah, because Gary Sinise in the first one has he's supposed to be our main character, but he's barely got any scenes for most of the episodes. <clears throat> well, that's the thing. Yeah, this is weird. But but this is the episode where we're introduced to Nick. Yeah, it's it's coming up here. That's my next yeah. note. Um. Yeah, Nick is because he's there, and they they bring in that guy who fell out of the sports car earlier that was crucified, and they show Nick, and he's got the eye patch, and he's deaf and dumb, and they show his backstory where he's at some some Arkansas Arkansas bar, and he's walking around, bumps into some dude on accident, doesn't realize he's yelling at him because he's deaf, and the guy's like, "You better apologize." Like I was way too shit faced. He was overacting the fuck out of that scene. It, was, it drove me crazy. Yeah, and he's like comes up and, and spins him around and punches him in the eye, and then uh, beats the shit out of him. And then one punch, they, they show that ring where fuck he's got F, says, F and CK, and he's got the ring right here. He's got his horseshoe ring. Yeah, he punches him in the eye, and that makes him go blind. Apparently, he, he's a big Indianapolis Colts fan. Huge, huge Peyton Manning fan. Fuck. But he's out. Of, he's out of Andrew Luck because he goes to sleep and. 
Yeah, oh, that. is that what it was on his knuckles? It wasn't <laughs> fuck, it was luck. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Andrew Luck, he's a huge Andrew Luck fan. Yeah. He retired, motherfucker. I'm pissed. He retired and won a Super Bowl. Who retires at 28? Oh, my God. He had back problems, God damn it! This <laughs> league deserted him. So he, he passes out because he got punched in the eye. And uh, this is the longest dream sequence with Flag because he, he wakes up in the desert like they all did. He's standing around a roulette table like they all did. Well, it's not a roulette table. It's a card table. Uh, Flag gives him some cards and does a speech about the same thing he gave to Lloyd. I want you to be my right-hand man. Here's my drink. Here's my glass of milk. I drink some fucking milk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so bored. I was just like, yeah, I'm done. And, yeah. And then he's like, I can make you talk. I can make it so your eye's not broken. He's like, what's wrong with my eye? And Nick writes everything because he's like, he refuses to speak to the guy. He's like, what's wrong with my eye? He's like, you'll find out shortly. And Nick's like, here's my note. And he goes, and he's like, oh, okay. And he wakes up and he's in the hospital and his eyes got a bandage over. It's it's clearly gone. And then he finds, he walks around the hospital. There's a cool scene where he's walking from his room and he walks out and then uh, he goes to the front desk and there's just nobody there. He's ringing the bell, nothing. And meanwhile, the guy in the background that punched his eye in is just throwing shit out of the hallway and nicks this because he's deaf. He doesn't. And he's handcuffed to the bed. Yeah. And he had I guess this happened, this happened right the night before Captain Tricks kills everybody. This happens. He could have been unconscious for like three, four days, but but so, but he was he was uh, he was handcuffed to the bed. Well, how they get away with everything is same thing with Harold in the first episode. His bullies. How you get away with this is you go, motherfucker! You didn't hear me talking to you. <clears throat> so what the fuck you? Gonna, and that's it. A little cough, and you're like, oh, they're dying. Yeah, well, he's dying. He's got the he's got the George Lucas. Yeah, neck. now he's got the George Lucas neck, and he's sitting yeah. in the hospital bed, and he can't move. Nick, you fuck you. Nick walks in there and he's like, I can't do an imitation because he didn't speak. And he's like, oh, you're going to finish me off, huh? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to fucking kill me? Great. And he's, he walks away and he's like, don't just leave me here, man. Kill me. And he comes back and he dabs his forehead. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. And I guess he dies off screen because we never see him again. Because enter my favorite character. Yeah, let's let's continue with Nick instead of going in order. Um, okay. Well, Nick has a dream at one point about Mother Abigail, who's like, I want you to be my voice. You're going to be my voice. And I don't believe in God. Yeah. Well, he believes in you. And I was like, He believes oh, in you. Oh, God. No. <laughs> oh, no. I'm in, Not a stupid, again. I'm in a shitty movie. God, and then, um, stop that. But she says at one point, like, right now, the, the world has started over. It's blank pages, which is why we get our title for, for this episode. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you're going to write it with my voice, hearing God. And if you need to find me, it's Hemiford Home, spelled M-O-O-N. She drifts off. Ugh. And he looks at the Bible, and there's a bunch of blank pages in there. And then he wakes up, and I'll let you take over. I know you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know what? This actor, he's a good actor. He's a solid character actor. He's been a lot of stuff. He's just good. And he's not overplaying the retard thing. No, he's it's playing a- it. He's playing it pretty realistically. It's a uh, Brad William Hinkey. Yeah, he's in a uh, choked, a Chuck Palahniuk yes. movie. Yes, yeah. He's in Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. He's in an episode of The Office where he he draws butts on Pam's mural, in one of the last seasons. He's in a bunch of stuff. 
He's in a lot of stuff. He doesn't play it retarded. He plays it autistic. Yes. Which is probably he, the right call. I liked his, his speech that he has that he repeats like five yeah. times. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't respond to social cues. My name is... Oh, if you uh, find my reaction to anything uh, yeah. offensive, please do not... <laughs> if you find it's job great. placement, contact Cynthia... Like, he just names. Yeah. He just keeps going. D- her number... And he's wearing a Dolly Parton shirt. <laughs> Fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. He's great. I think he's got a fanny pack, too. He, yeah. I he, think he's got a fanny pack. He's dressed like Walter from Big Lebowski. He's got the glasses, <laughs> he's got the short shorts, and he's got the military boots. I almost think he should have been Harold. Oh my god, that'd been great. But yeah, because yeah, Harold's a big fat guy, but so, then he loses all his weight. But I guess he couldn't afford that. We finally meet our second iteration of Tom, Tom Cullen. Oh, he's, he's great. And yeah, he he did he played it differently, but still believable. In the first one, they go yeah. for more childlike, and this this one they go for more artistic. Art, autistic, I'm saying not artistic. He could be artistic. I don't know. No, I can't draw for shit. No, uh, but they're they're going for something else here, and it's still working. We only have that one scene with him, so I don't really know how it's going to play out and how I'm going to like it down the line. But didn't mind this scene. No, he was great. I was sick of hearing his speech, though. But that's what I liked. I'm just like, oh my <laughs> god, this is great. This is this is what they would do. This is what a, a kid like that, like a person with disabilities, that that's what because yeah. they they only know what they they learn, and it's just it's repetition. That's what they can do. Yeah. It's just, it's that note that's just stuck yeah, on that's, a loop. That's why they're going the autist, autism instead yeah. of it, it works. It was great. I really, I really appreciate it. So he goes, I am Tom Cullen. I'm 42 years old. I am mentally disabled yeah. or mentally, what's he say? Oh, God. M-O-O-N spells night, spells neck. Because eventually he, he realizes it takes a lot longer in this version. He realizes that he, he's deaf and dumb and he's got one eye. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. Um, what do we do with this? And eventually he says M-O-N, and Nick's like, oh, fuck. I have to, this is the guy I'm looking for. Great. Great. Let's go with him. And then we don't see anything else with that, so I don't know. Yeah, again, because it's out of order and it sucks. It's stupid. Let's talk about the new version of Glenn. Because Stu is walking around. He runs into a guy named Glenn, who is played by Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. He's all great. all fucking people. Greg Kinnear is actually very good. Yes, Greg Kinnear's great. They could not make him any closer to Stu's age, though, if they tried. No. He's like eight years older than Stu in real life. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. In the original. Actually, let's find out. Let's Glenn, find out how Glenn old. is 75. I can look right now, actually. Yeah, look it up. James Marsden, born in 73. Greg Kinnear, born in 60, I'm guessing, 63. So 10 years. I was off by two years. Oh, wow. Okay, there you go. So yeah, he's really close in age. They go back to his house. They have caviar, and they sit around for a while, being boring. They eventually start smoking. Greg Glenn is like smoking a vape pen. But he, he happens to be an artist. He's drawing pictures of everybody. Yeah. Because he's having the dreams, too. But instead of talking about that, let's cut to Larry, Nadine, and Joe in a baseball field playing guitar. Uh... Where he's playing guitar... And he's like, hey, Joe, want to play? And then Joe picks up the guitar and ah! starts playing. Joe starts playing immediately. I was like, no. Like, uh, something's uh. going on with Joe. I don't know what the fuck Joe is, but something's going on with him. Then Stu finds Glenn's paintings of Mother Abigail, which is our poster for today's episode. There you go. He finds the painting, and it's Mother Abigail in a field. And then Franny. And then Franny pregnant. Pregnant Franny. He's like, that's She's Franny. Pregnant. 
He's like, I painted that three days ago. I didn't know know you then. He's like, I didn't know she was pregnant either. So, uh, yeah. oh, holy shit, we gotta go find her. Yeah, that means I could pop, I'm popping in her multiple times. I get her pregnant again. The only thing I like more about this than the original version is they kept this more believable because he's going, it's just some crazy, like the most realistic dream I had. That's it. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 that's, that's her. And, and I know she's real. And he's like, meh, I don't know about that. The, yeah. the doubt is, is even if you're not, doubt has nothing to do with faith. Like here's our poster for today's episode. English. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm glad I'm holding the, the picture. Yeah. Hey, look, it's Mama Abigail. Here's yesterday, uh, the, the past episode. <laughs> I can't tell. Am I Larry? <laughs> you are Larry. I am Heather yeah. Graham, apparently. Oh, wow. And then next episode. <laughs> wow, look at that. There she And then here's where we get our titty <laughs> smashed. Fantastic. All right. All right. Uh, but I did like this more in this one where they're kind of, they have more doubt instead of just blind faith of, yeah, we have a dream. Yeah. Let's go. And this yeah, is that's like, good. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm sure that's in the book too. I'm sure that that's more prevalent. Got to be book. right. I, I would think so. Yeah. That is one of my biggest complaints about the original '94 version is way too much just blind following. It's like I had a dream following her to Nebraska. Well, it's just easier. It was streamlining yeah. the story. But it's just I'm get, saying, get your characters from point A to point B. That's it. Go. Yes, but it, they still needed one sh- one five second conversation of Are you sure this is real? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, because I saw this, and you saw this. That's it. There's none of that. They cut out every mention it, of any doubt. It couldn't hurt. Yeah. We need Jack Laird to do a rewrite. Jack, get, get, get me JL. He, he boiled down a six-hour six movie down to 45 seconds, and it'd just be great. Uh, but yeah, he, he finds his paintings, uh, and then we cut to modern day in Boulder, where everyone brings in the, the crucified man. He's in the hospital bed. Mother Abigail comes in. We finally get a full extended scene with her. And she's talking to the guy who's in his bed in the hospital dying. And, yeah. Now, I couldn't find if this was in the book or not. I don't think it was. Well, I guess in the book, I read this in IMDb. He, this okay. man never makes it to uh, Boulder. He dies in in, uh, in Vegas. And, oh, and they man. completely cut him out of uh, the '94 version. This he has a name. I looked it up. I figured it was by now. Well, that's the thing about Stephen King. If you read his stuff, he has these characters that show up, and they go nowhere. It's like you got you spend forty pages with them, and they don't, and they just die, or like they're supposed to do something, and they don't accomplish it because they just die, or whatever happens to them. Something bad happens to them. Yeah, it's just like then why do we spend that time with these characters? It's stupid. I don't care. It's the character like, of starts with a B, I think. I can't find stick it. Stick with the story. Just don't deviate from the story because you want to tell these little these little uh, anecdotes about this dog you used to know back in the fifties, listening to Schwab Schwab, uh, getting your car and your five dollar, your five or your nickel penny candy shit. Like I don't care. Just tell the story, get it over with. Drogan. It, Says okay in the novel, Drogan dies in Las Vegas and never makes it to Boulder to pass on Flag's message. Well, there you go. But That's... he never is in the '94 version. No, well, there's oh, no point. Oh, unless they, unless he's a crucified man on the billboard that says no drugs in Vegas. Oh, maybe. But but then again, it's like they they already know who Flag is because he's in the dream too. Yeah, which is actually a little bit better because you get you're getting the play on both sides. Like light and dark are on the same plane. 
playing with these characters. So we got it, that, that kind of makes more sense. We got that a little bit, and then Nick made it a little more solidified, where he's like, and then yeah. he talks to Mother Abigail, and she's like, "All right, come come join me," and he's like, "Yeah." So. And, and all you needed to hear was that he didn't say, I trust you because you're, right. he didn't say, he just gave one guy the finger and refused to speak even though we could and talk to the one. That's all we needed. They did yeah. a, they did a good enough job with that. Sure. Problem is they, in this episode, they talk about Satan and they made it way too obvious that Randall Flagg is, is the devil. Well, that's even even Stephen King says Randall Flagg is not the devil. Yes, but in this, they yeah. just flat out say he's the devil. Well, I'm they're like, just oh, saying he's the, a, a devil, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. It, they they say a line where I'm like, oh god, like I, you don't need the nail, like, some yeah. sort of. Do I need to hear the words "he's the devil" from the characters? Be- we all know it. They think the audience is stupid, and they need to have that reassurance that yes, dummy. This is the bad guy, and what's the, what's the best representation of evil? The devil or Satan, because that's what dumb people know. So we're going to force you to think that. They couldn't call him Legion, because no one would know what the fuck that meant, because nobody reads I saw, this shit. I saw Exorcist 2. <laughs> Exorcist 3. Uh, 3? Exorcist 3. Oh, yeah, that's Legion. Exorcist 2 is the heretic. I almost said 3, too, and then it stopped. Exorcist 2 is the worst movie ever made. One of the worst things ever made. How is Exorcist 1 really good? Exorcist 2, fucking garbage. Exorcist 3, my favorite Exorcist. I know. Exorcist 4, fucking garbage. How garbage. the fuck? And then 4.5, whatever you want to call that one, is even worse. How the well, fuck? Well, because Exorcist 3 is written by the original writer. William Peter Blatty? Yeah, he's the original writer and director. How? So, But it's just insane how bad it's 2 material. is. You can excuse four because it was, it was made way later, but the second one is just no excuse. No, the second one's bad. So much so that it ruined any box office chance that three had. Three's fucking yeah. solid. Three's an awesome oh. movie. Three's great. Yeah, three's yeah. one of my favorite horror movies. If, oh, yeah. if not, might be my favorite horror movie of all time. It's better than one for me. Yeah, I, I, I love three. Yeah, three's, three's great. My favorite. Brad Dourif. Holy shit. Oh yeah, it's great. Did you ever watch the original version? Yeah. It's not as great. No, it's not. The, the <laughs> movie, this is like when a studio inter- interferes, this is actually the only time it works. Yeah. Well, sometimes you get that. Uh, depends. Oh, you find, did you just throw it in? I just, <laughs> I just threw the towel okay. off. Okay. Okay. So uh, the message from the, dis- from the crucified man, he literally does like bone cracking. Like, you will, I will end you all. <laughs> like eyes go black. And does I'll a, swallow your soul. Does a stupid Satan speech, and he masturbates with a crucifix in his ass. It was weird. A bit too far for now me. Now, that would have been something to see if they did that. Oh, you didn't get the same version I did? I guess not. He does, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. But it's this big one that's behind us here. Lick me! See that big one that's behind me on the telephone pole? It's that one. He got... He, oh. They all had to help him. It was awesome. Well, really geez. long sequence, but worth that's it. Just, that's really not... No, no. Help me masturbate my ass. <laughs> lube me up. <laughs> yeah. Or M-O-N, not. M-O-N spells lube. Lube or me up. Try it a couple times and I'll bleed. That'll be lube. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But also, Flag is Charlie Manson. Uh, Flag is a member of the Charlie Manson family. Because he has flashbacks to being in the Charlie Manson family. There was flashbacks, and I... I skimmed over this on my second viewing. Um, 
Is that what happened? Flag. No, I'm saying for flag. Yeah. Because in the book, what, what, what I read about was Stephen King says flag is not really, he's kind of just a, fig, a phantom in a way, but he exists in different worlds. And he's sort of like, he's legion. He's, he's one of many. And he, he's a bunch of different demons in one, basically. Yeah. And he has no memory of what he really is. Yeah. So he doesn't know any, he, he's in his own sort of state of, uh, uh, befuddlement because he doesn't know what he is. And so I guess he just assumes, well, I'm evil, so I got to be evil because all of his memories are really awful things. And so I don't know what that means. It doesn't really go anywhere in any other books that Stephen King does. So I don't know. It kind of goes against how you see him because he seems like a guy who wants to commit evil but wants to come off as a nice dude. Right. Like either to sway the good people or to convince the bad people that he's not really all that bad. Well, I think what uh, the book does and what the movie, even the 94 version failed to do, was I guess they were trying to illustrate Flag's inability to control everything. And that was what was his downfall, is that he thinks he has full control of everyone. Yeah. But then everybody starts to betray him. Because of and free people will. Are, <laughs> yeah, and free, that's basically why. Yeah. And he can't figure it out. He's just like, well, why can't they just fucking do what I tell him? And he gets pissed off and he's... He's like things are getting past them. He can't figure out who the spies are. He's got his generals leaving him. Yeah, shit like that. They do that in the '94 version, but I do agree it is very it's very short-handed. Vague. And it, they literally yeah. go, "He's losing grip," and I'm like, "He is," and they show it, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, I guess he is." And so, yeah, but it's condensed for TV. Yeah, well, but, that's the thing. it's hard to show that. In, but at least they like mention that. it. This one so far, I mean, we haven't gotten there yet, but. I'm sure they're going to do that in this. Yeah. It, I don't know. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure we're going to have an hour episode where it's everybody in Vegas and where they came from. Well, like I said, one episode is called Fear and Loathing in New well, Vegas. That, that's, so. that's what it's going to be. Which, which one is that one? Episode seven, maybe five. Yes. So that's, yeah, that's going to be the flag. Oh, here. everybody in Flag's team story. It is episode five. Yeah. That's, oh, God. It's coming up. So next time, we'll do two episodes, the same as we did today. This is easier. Yeah. House of the Dead and Fear and Loathing in New Vegas. House of the Dead. If, oh, we do, no. if we do two per time, we'll, we'll have three more times. So four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Does fine. that work for you? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So let's finish up this episode. Um, yeah. Nadine talks to Flag. Uh, she, she does her little thing. And then she talks to him over the Ouija board thing. They won't call it that, though, because they'll get sued. Um, he says he's... She has a conversation where she's standing there in the desert, and he's behind her over her shoulder. and Because it's supposed to be how she's playing the game sort of thing. And he's behind her going, I'm a, I need you to stay there. I, I know you're horny as fuck, but I need you to stay there. Because I have plans. We're going we're gonna to kill them all. We're going to kill Mother Abigail, Mother whatever he calls her, and, and her five in charge and I'm going to send you a weapon. All I need you to do is pull his trigger. I was like, ew, that's a come, that's yeah. a blowjob reference. Yeah. yeah. Uh. And then and right when she, she gets out of her wet state of, uh, fugue, she's on the table. Harold. Yeah. So it's Harold Lauder, but she goes, he goes, mind the child. She's like, what? Yeah. And wakes up and, She's like, oh, hey, Joe. Hey, ah! Playing with a game. I'll have to show you someday. <laughs> ah! 
Joe. I hate Joe. Yeah. Hate him. They showed Joe at one point under the bed after they went to the school, and he would not come out, and she's like, all right, bye. It's like, fucking Joe. Yeah. I, uh, what the fuck, fuck is that him. kid? Just put him out of his misery. Just put a bullet in his head. Get rid of him. I don't I don't want you to tell me how he is in the book. But No, I, 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 didn't, I couldn't find anything in the Wikipedia about Joe. Okay. He's just, that's what he is. And, like, Larry adopts him with his new wife in the boulder, but that that's basically it. There is nothing else about Joe that I could find. But why are they interest. making him so, like, aware of every, every single thing? I don't know. I'm sure it's going to come to, it's going to come to pass in this to mean something because everything has to mean something now. Yeah. So I'm sure they're going to pull some weird. Oh, but I guess, uh, they don't really talk about the hand of God in this one. I think it's called, it's lightning's going to kill people. Like Thor? No, I think like the <laughs> Palpatine's lightning. Ah! That shit. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. Because uh, uh, they didn't say... what, well, And this one definitely has the alternate ending that is in the stand new version. Yeah. It has, the, yeah. It has that ultimate prologue ending, which kind of Great. sucks. Because it ruins the whole point of the message of the story, but whatever. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that going on. Um, oh, the, yeah. the last scene that happens is Harold and uh, Teddy, as you call him. What do you call him? Harold and Teddy. Oh, no. uh, fake Paul Rudd. Fake Paul Rudd. They're, yeah. they're uh, dumping bodies, and the only one they have is the, the crucified guy. And they're like, this yeah. is a fresh body. And Harold makes some weird joke because he's trying to fit in. The guy's like, not now, man. Like He says that in his facial expressions. And they dump the body, and they're like, should we say something? And that's it. It ends. Yep. And I'm like, that's it? Okay. And it ends with, uh, you go chasing rabbits. Yeah, it ends with a Jefferson Jefferson Starship. Starship. Airplane. Airplane. White rabbit. That's what it is. Is that airplane or Starship? Airplane. Starship was in the 80s. Did you know, I saw a whole thing, a YouTube clip of Jefferson's airplane history. I didn't know Jefferson Airplane was street for a roach clip. I had no idea. For smoking uh, marijuana, I did not know that. Well, it's got to be, Starship was around airplane. first, because, or around earlier, because they were the one band that played in uh, the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, so, no, because what happened was Star, Jefferson, Star, uh, Jefferson Airplane, the guy that founded that broke up. So he owned the name Jefferson Airplane. So they had to change it to something. So they chose Jefferson Starship. It's very confusing. So that's why I think that was the reason because he copied. He basically owned the name, and he actually performed as Jefferson Airplane by himself. Without, I think so. Yeah, with his new band, and Jefferson Starship existed, and Airplane at the same time. But then 10 years later, they all got back together. And then everybody agrees that We Built the City on Rock and Roll is the worst song ever written. <laughs> and even Bernie Taupin, who co-wrote it, says, I don't know why I did that. It was for money, and I apologize. Yeah, I guess everybody hates say. that song. We built, yeah, how did the fuck did they go from that to that? Uh, oh, God. Well, they won the Oscar for Mannequin for that song. They, had a mannequin, they did the song for Mannequin. Do you want to be proud of that? Nothing's gonna stop us now. That song, I like that song. Do you? There's a part of me that likes uh, uh, <laughs> that awful um, 
uh, we built the city on rock and roll, which I did not know that it's such a reviled song. Everybody hates it. Like everybody in the music industry, basically unanimously, unanimously, uh, they all agree that it sucks. Like, so it's one of the worst songs ever written and ever performed. They, everybody hates it. They agree that that song is just terrible. Woo! <laughs> yeah, it's not a good song, but it doesn't bother me. No, I, I feel, I feel okay, like it's like any other pop see. bubblegum bullshit song. I don't, I don't think it's any different than everybody, the Dennis Miller. Oh, I forgot. That was the one thing, I think it was the second episode I didn't talk about. That pissed me off was they played that Weezer song. Oh, yes. You were right. That was so annoying. Hip, I hated hip. that. That was like... They uh, played Holiday. Holiday by Weezer. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, really? That's, uh, that's such a hipster, 90 kid thing to do. And it's like, eh, that doesn't belong here. That's that, that pissed me off. I forgot about that. So that's the end of my notes. Yeah, um, I think that's it. What else in this episode was good or bad here's the thing here's my problem i guess i'll start off um this is the nick episode when's the last time we mentioned nick yeah he sucks he's forgettable we went out of order i realize just finished up nick scenes but he's i don't i don't care i don't give a fuck about nick in this no he's terrible he kind of actually bothers me i actually hope for his death at some point i can't wait till he blows up yeah and I hope he blows up soon because it's in out of order. But the problem is the Rob Lowe version. I'm like, oh, this guy's great. And then, oh, he died. What the fuck? And I was like upset. Yeah. This version, I'm like, eh, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel I like I'm a, a Russian boxer. Well, he dies. He dies. Well, it's just there's nothing to it. It's just he's he's not. Uh, he's just. I think he overacts a little bit as the deaf mute, and he's just not. At least Rob Lowe did it. It was sweet I don't in the know. Rob Lowe version. It was sweet when he's talking to Tom and he's like like yeah. trying to do it. And they gave it, they backed up the camera, first of all. And they went, play the scene. And he's kind of like, it took him a while, like a few, like a minute, Tom. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. And he realized it. In this version, he's it's moving like, like Ghostbusters 2016. They don't shut the fuck up. And Tom's like, he's trying to like, sign hold the fuck up dude because he's talking so fast he can't lip read him and he's talking so fast that he can't he he doesn't even know he can't read so it's just so frantic and it's just all the emotion from the scene is gone yeah and and you're you're also getting the sense that nick doesn't like this guy he's getting frustrated dealing with him he doesn't want to deal with him yeah whereas rob lowe's character kind of felt sorry for him and there's an obvious like connection and uh between the two characters, and this one, there's nothing. It's just like, oh god, yeah. I got a dummy retard and a mutie. What the fuck are we going to do? This sucks. I couldn't find a nice hot piece of meat. I had to get this guy. It, it, it seemed like he was just going along with him because he heard him or saw him mouth the the letters M O O N, and that's the only reason. In the '94 version, you feel like he's going along with him because he's he's a good guy, and that's it. That's all you needed. Yeah. What, yeah. We have one fucking great guy in this, and it was Nick, and then we don't have that here. Nobody's a great no. guy. Stu is a good guy, but we don't know much about him. That's it. No. All, all the emotion from these scenes are gone. And Franny's a whore. She's a whore. 
She's a whore. You're pregnant with a whore, son. A whore lives here, and she tried to kill herself. Oh, what a whore. She's trying. She's a whore. Find your own goddamn man. I can't wait till we watch the scenes where she's walking around with Harold and, and having morning sickness. Oh, God. <laughs> and throwing up, because he's going to have to realize it at some point. Well, he knows she's pregnant. Not yet. No, he does. No, he does right. He does in the most recent timeline. Yes. But in the timeline where she's taking the pills, she was hiding it from him. Okay. And they're walking along, spray painting where we're going. He doesn't know. Yeah, so, but then again, he can't hate Stu for that because Stu didn't impregnate her. Exactly. I, I, so, I again, agree. I, I agree with the 94 version, which is Stu yeah. got her pregnant. It's fine. It's simple. That makes more sense. It makes way more sense. This version yeah. is a... It's fine that she's pregnant. I'm not saying she's a whore, like for real, but no, no, she's a whore, for real, for real. <laughs> no, it's just it story wise, it works yeah. better that Stu got her pregnant because it, it creates that chasm for Harold and gives him more reason to but, but break again, apart and blow him up. It's from the book, though. That's it's the it, that's yes. the book version, so that they're going off of the book more than anything. So again, I think McGarrison, Stephen King streamlined that beautifully by just saying, yeah, he impregnates Franny and we go from there. Because it, I guess in the book, Stu is writing a, like writing a diary to himself and it talks about he likes Franny, but he's too old for Franny. Yeah. So he talks about how he doesn't want to do start anything. It just kind of happens. Yeah. So that's not coming through <clears throat> in this version or the Stan 1994 version, but I guess it's in the book. So there's well, that. part of the reason is they haven't even showed Stu getting to know Franny. They just showed her meeting no. her, and she's obviously yeah. standoffish. She's clearly more interested than uh, Harold is, because he's like, go fuck yourself. We're staying alive. And then he still leaves her behind. <laughs> but yeah. still, he goes, you want to stay with him, a guy that might rape you and kill you? I don't know. Yeah. I've been keeping you alive for, for the last month. Anyway, bye. So we haven't seen them connect at all. We haven't seen any of that. Yeah. It's, I mean, there could be stuff that's coming up, but this is the problem with going out of order is we have to judge your scenes based on what we know so far. Yeah. What we know so far is why the fuck are they together? I have no idea. Yeah. This is why you don't tell your story out of order. Yeah. Anyway, let's get out of here, right? Are we yeah. done? What yeah, do you, that's it for now. What do you give this episode? Uh, I'm going to give it a six. I agree. So seven, six, six, yeah, for yeah. three episodes. It's it's a it's a little better than the last episode, just not much, not enough to not raise it up. Not much, yeah. It's just uh, I don't know. It's still better than I might have expected, going off what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, 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 yeah, it's better than I thought. But yeah, Nick is really starting to get to me. I don't think he's gonna get any better. It just he sucks. Uh, Larry Underwood sucks. Nadine sucks. Uh, Flag sucks. Well, I'll say it's... our the next episode is a six point nine, and then the next episode after that, the Vegas one has a seven point zero. Here's okay. a here's a still shot from that episode. That's probably why it's got a seven point oh. Yeah, there's so much titties in it. Or man ass. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Can't wait. Is that uh Vin Vin Diesel? Yes, it is. All right. Um, yeah. So we'll be back yeah. next time. I don't know when. With the House of the Dead and Fear and Loathing in New Vegas, episodes Yay. four and five. LIWstudios.com for me. 
um, loitering in Wonderland on YouTube, you can check out this video show that we do. Um, and that's it, right? That's it for me. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Dick, dick it. So long, citizens. So long, Nick. I'm going to fuck your one blank eye. Yeah. I can't talk. Where's Lloyd? I know, right? Bring in Lloyd. Well, that's going to be Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's going to be Lloyd heavy. I do see the character of Dana on here, though. She's played by Natalie Martinez. So Yeah. We got that to look forward to. I, I'm sure they're going to do the harem story. I'm sure that they have to. That sounds so modern day Stephen King yeah. to do that. All I can think about is still Walking Dead. Yeah. Bye. Ugh.